This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert takes us verse by verse through the book of First Peter. History, tradition says Peter was crucified in Rome, so it makes sense if all this is accurate. He was in that general area when he wrote this letter. He was an old guy by now. And the letter was clearly intended as an exhortation to stand strong during hard times. He mentions suffering over and over and over again in this letter, and he encouraged the recipients to represent the Lord Jesus well as they suffered. Pastor Robert launches into a study of 1 Peter with a quick reminder of Peter's story. When we meet the apostle in the Gospels, his name is Simon, which means prickly. This proves an apt name for Simon. However, walking alongside Jesus, the Lord renamed Simon Peter, or the Rock, according to his calling in the body of Christ. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information I'd like to share with you our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. But first, here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Peter, chapter 1, verse 1, with today's message. Peter was a Jew. His dad was a fisherman named Jonah. And when Peter was born, his dad named him Simon. I was curious, what does that mean? You know, because in, in that culture in that day, you didn't just name a kid something cute. You know, today we try to come up, you know, it seems like parents try to come up with something unique and different and cute, right? Many times in those days, they would wait until the child began to show a personality. I wonder if that's what happened with Peter, because the name, the name Simon actually means thorny. You know, like somebody with a prickly personality. Oh, name that one Simon. He's going to be a pistol. But then later, Jesus renamed him, gave him a name which was more in harmony with his calling. Seems like Simon was impetuous, maybe a bit too quick to say the first thing that popped into his head. But Jesus renamed him Peter, Petrus, little stone, little rock. Because Jesus knew what he intended to do in Peter's life. Jesus knew that he intended to take this young, cocky, impetuous, prickly individual and turn him into a solid, dependable leader. And so he gave him a name that was in keeping with that new identity which he would grow into. You know, years ago, I've shared this before, but years ago, my wife sort of paid me a compliment one day. And don't get me wrong. I mean, Elizabeth is, you know, she's the one who speaks more encouragement into my life, honestly, truly, than, you know, than anybody else. I can count on her on a regular basis. She'll send me a 
a passage of scripture probably three days a week during her quiet time. I can count on her to send me something that, that gives me courage in, in the Lord to press on. You know, that kind of message from God. But I, I'll never forget the day she told me that I was becoming the man she married. And it took me a minute. You know, I had to process that you're, you're becoming the man I married. What does that mean? God had showed her when we first met the man that I would grow to be as I learned to follow Jesus. She was beginning to see that man emerge slowly but surely. The Bible teaches us that God transforms everyone who turns to him. He doesn't leave us as we are. And that's why when you find yourself ready to say, well, listen, this is just the way I am. (laughs) Don't say it. Don't even let yourself think that way. Because a big part of the message of the gospel is that he loves you so much, he's not going to leave you like that. We all know that's just who you are. We already know that. Everybody around you, after a little bit of time, gets to know who you really are, right? I mean, we, all, we already know. Jesus died so that you didn't have to stay that way. He went to the cross so that you could be transformed, so that you could become more like him and less like that. Whatever that is. Can you see where I'm going with that? Every single one of us needs to come to grips with that because we rationalize, justify, and excuse our own behavior consistently. Every one of us is tempted to do that. But the Son of God went to a cross. He was crucified. He endured torture so that you could be changed, so that you don't have to stay that way. But he doesn't just modify our behaviors, does he? I mean, he transforms who we are, and then the behaviors follow that. That's how Simon became Peter. It wasn't a behavior modification, right? No, no, no. It was an identity transformation. It was an actual recreation. Simon died. Peter was born. Peter had to grow into that. He had to cooperate with it. What we call First Peter was a letter. It was written with the intent that it should be passed around among the mostly Jewish believers who had been scattered all through Asia Minor or what is now, you know, Turkey. And at the conclusion of the letter in chapter 5, Peter seems to indicate that he was writing from Babylon. Kind of says it, you know, in in modern-day Iraq. But most Bible scholars believe he was actually referring kind of a veiled reference to Rome spiritual Babylon, which I believe changes, you know, in, in other words, the, that the spirit of Babylon or the, you know, that spiritualization of it, the, the reference to Babylon, I mean, you could, you could say, certainly you could say the United States is Babylon. You could also say New York, the city, you could say that in terms of the spirit of a center of false worship, a center of... You you could, in other words, there there are many places that you could say that about. Everybody kind of understand what I mean by that? And So we we don't know for sure, but it makes sense if the timing that they place upon the letter is accurate. Again, those who research such things, 
I don't. But those who do say that it was written toward the end of his life, somewhere 30 years or so after the death and resurrection of Jesus. History, tradition says Peter was crucified in Rome. So it makes sense if all this is accurate. He was in that general area when he wrote this letter. He was an old guy by now. And the letter was clearly intended as an exhortation to stand strong during hard times. He mentions suffering over and over and over again in this letter. And he encouraged the recipients to represent the Lord Jesus well as they suffered. Chapter 4, verse 19, he says, Therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God commit their souls to him in doing good as to a faithful creator. If you suffer according to the will of God, then just trust him, you know, just commit your soul to him in doing good. In other words, don't, in your suffering, as you're being persecuted, as you're going through hard times, don't take matters into your own hands and retaliate and start doing evil to those who are doing evil to you. He says, no, commit just commit yourself, you know, trust him, trust him with your life, trust him with your health, trust him with, with, with everything and, and do the right thing, do good. Because he's trustworthy, he's a faithful creator. Now with that little bit of background, let's dig into it. First Peter chapter one, verse one, Peter opens up. He says, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ to the pilgrims of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in sanctification of the Spirit for obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace be multiplied. Now we're going to stop right there. We're not going to begin to thoroughly dissect everything Peter says right there. You know, it's, it's such a cool thing. Peter, often referred to as a simple, ignorant fisherman from Galilee. And there's more doctrine in that opening greeting right there than most Bible college professors today could explain to you. Certainly more than I can begin to open up in a 30-minute message. There's just, there's so much. for joining us today for this edition of Main Thing Radio. The name of our broadcast is Our Heart's Desire, to keep the main thing the main thing. Jesus Christ crucified, glorified, and honored as we study and apply His Word. Maybe you're listening right now in Miami-Dade County and you don't have a home church. We want to take this time to invite you to join us for worship. We meet Sunday mornings at 9.30, 11, 12.30, and then again at 7 p.m. Sunday nights. For more information, call us at 305-531-2730 or log on to MainThingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. At our website, you'll find today's broadcast for you to listen to or download. We also encourage you to prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. With a gift of any amount, we will send you an MP3 CD of the entire book of 1 Peter. A secure option for you to give has been provided via PayPal. 
That's all available at MainThingRadio.com. Or send us an email at questions at MainThingRadio.com. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. Mark your Bibles in the book of 1 Peter and join us next time here on Main Thing Radio.